had COVID for diagnosed, officially diagnosed 61 days, but I had it like a week prior to that. Um, and so it was like 70 days that I had an active infection. Hi, everyone. On behalf of MDF Instruments, welcome to our Crafting Wellness podcast. And today we have the pleasure of introducing you to Taylor. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy oh. to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited for everybody to get to know you a little bit. Can you um, kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Taylor Bruni, and I am 29 years old. I live in California, and I am a certified national uh, medical assistant. And so what I do is I assist doctors. Uh, I've been working in private practices as well as hospitals, and I assist them. I scribe for them, and I get to interact with the patients and help them through their healing journeys. Great. And how did you how did you fall into becoming a medical assistant? Was that something you always knew you wanted to do? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So growing up, I actually had a huge fear of doctors and hospitals. And so going into the medical field was never on the map for me. I just thought I'd always be either a teacher or a lawyer or some other career. Um, but I actually had gotten sick in 2009 and for years I was searching for answers and finally in 2014 I received a diagnosis and was bitten by a tick and developed multiple chronic diseases and autoimmune diseases and because of this I was on my own healing journey and being a patient 24-7. So this is where I learned exactly what it meant to heal and what it meant to be a patient. And during this, I developed a passion for medicine and healing and helping others because during like treatments and IV treatments, I would meet hundreds, hundreds of different people with similar diagnoses and stories as me. And through that, we would help each other out, give each other tips on what works, what doesn't work with certain medicines. And because of that, it really sparked an interest in wanting to get into the medical field and become a doctor and help patients with their own healing journeys. Wow, that's such a beautiful story. So you, you got sick in 2009. So is that when you got bit by the tick, but you didn't get a diagnosis until like four or five years later? I am not completely sure because there was a few times in my life where I did have ticks on me. Um, but 2009, I had received a huge, uh, major concussion. Um, and then I traveled to Europe and usually, uh, when you have brain, um, accidents, when it's major damage to any type of like your nervous system, that's where it can activate the tick diseases. And that's, you know, it can be delayed. It can be inside your body. So my doctors were thinking either I got bit that year um, or it was previously and it just went dormant until I had the concussion. I see. And so when you weren't feeling well, were you, did you have symptoms of like major fatigue and can you talk a little bit about what that struggle was like for you as far yeah. as when you got sick? Yeah. So I started out, um, 
So this was after high school, right after graduation. And after I traveled to Europe, I came home and I actually started having like flu type symptoms. And it just felt like the flu never went away. And it kept getting more severe to where I was actually starting to begin having anxiety and mental distress of like, always in panic mode. And I've never had that or experienced that as a child growing up. I was very calm and joyful. Um, and so that was the first thing that kind of was a little strange to experience the anxiety, the severe migraines, fatigue and body pain. And then um, I actually developed a my first autoimmune disease in 2012 when my pancreas gave out and it was type one diabetes. And then from then on, my organs began failing. Um, so it was like the pancreas that failed, then the kidneys began to fail, and mm -hmm. it just ended up having me be bedridden for so long. And so during that time, I was going to so many different doctors because all these weird symptoms came out of nowhere, and no one really understood what was going on with me. Um, and so that's when I learned, you know, I need to be my own health advocate. I need to really listen to what my body is saying and, you know, have multiple opinions, uh, go to different specialists and see, and then, um, you know, go outside the box and different types of testing for labs. And finally, I was able to uh, find an in integrative doctor who then knew immediately from the rashes that I was getting, the weird designs of rashes and my symptoms that it was Lyme. So he tested me, did labs, and it showed it was Lyme disease. And so that they were thinking all, everything could have been mainly because of that tick bite. And then it was just, you know, attacking all my organ systems. Wow, I have to imagine that being so young at 19 to start to feel ill. I can relate a little bit because I had, I went through a little bit of my own health journey, but um, you know, when you're that young, I feel like there's kind of a stigma of you're healthy. There's nothing wrong with you, especially if you don't really look sick. Um, there can kind of be that struggle of like, you know, your body and there's something wrong. And it, it kind of is this problem of like, no, I'm not, I'm not in my head. I'm not imagining this. I'm not being dramatic. Like something is wrong with me um did you kind of experience a little bit of frustration of kind of people like not understanding why you were so tired or if you were just kind of being dramatic or that kind of a thing yes definitely you completely understand it, it is such a mind boggle going through that because it's so confusing and you you rely on the doctor's word and them knowing everything and you know sometimes you know things just get missed things just get overlooked and um yeah I was very look sick if you don't yeah sick, yeah exactly that means I don't even know what that means but yeah it's, <laughs> so it's it, it boggles my mind but I imagine that when you finally did get that diagnosis in 2012 you said or was that 14 2012? um so 2012 was when I was diagnosed with type one okay. so that's what I thought was the reason why I was sick, but it kept getting worse after that. And so it was 2014, but yes, exactly. Like I felt yeah. relief you that had I finally had answers. Yes. Exactly. You had to feel some sort of relief of like, okay, now at least we know what's wrong with me. This wasn't in my head. And now hopefully we can start to assess what are the best ways for me to get my health back. And I think a big lesson for anybody watching this is just that, you know, your body. Yes. 
better than anyone else. And if something's wrong, you know it and just don't let anyone tell you you're fine if you don't feel fine. And I think you you show that you have to advocate for your own health Mm -hmm. and you have to do the research and you have to try because Mm -hmm. you're right. Like sometimes with these things, because they don't have all the answers yet, they don't have a cure. Um, So there's a lot of like trial and error and it's a lot of, um, natural things that they recommend you do things with your diet and it's just a lot of trial and error and I think um, a lot of people I'm sure watching can relate to the frustration of getting knowing something's wrong with you and not getting diagnosis for quite a while after and kind yeah. of that does too mentally but I do think it's such an amazing story that going through that brought you to the other side of wanting to advocate for other people who are who want to get their health back on track. And it's such a beautiful story because you went through it as the patient and now you're coming to the other side of it as the practitioner. And I know um, our everyone watching, you don't know this about Taylor, but she is um, med school. So you are, you are pursuing a uh, career to become a doctor. And I know that you're also a certified chronic illness coach. Um, so I'm sure that that kind of brought you a little bit full circle around, and I would love to kind of hear about how your kind of your journey once you got diagnosed and, um, you going through becoming a certified chronic illness coach to the medical assistant to now med school and kind of where you are in that journey. Yeah. Um, so I'm still pre-med. I graduate this year. Uh, so I'll be... A few things got delayed um, earlier this year because of the pandemic. Um, So everything will be mainly going full force next year for med school apps and MCAT. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so during my first year of Lyme treatment in 2014, that's when I took a break from, you know, finishing my bachelor's. And but me, I, I have to be doing something. I have to feel like I have purpose in order to keep fighting, if that makes sense. And so I enrolled in an online certification program for integrative nutrition and health coaching. And so that's the year that I became certified and um, studied to do that, um, just so I could also learn for myself to bring healing to myself. And then since then, with my uh, career that I've been building as a medical assistant, and then my bachelor's education through ASU Online, Um, I've developed multiple resources of knowledge and tools of knowledge uh, to be able to start building my business as a chronic disease coach. And uh, so it's fairly new and I'll be launching it soon, but I've helped a few of my friends and I was like, you know, I just really want to keep helping the rest of our community uh, you know, until I become a doctor and then eventually make it my practice. Um, so that I could start interacting with chronic disease patients now uh, and being able to help them with the resources that I am able to for my scope of practice uh, while I'm in med school, you know, and then once I'm out out of med school, I wanted to build the practice and um, become a doctor and focus mainly on chronic disease, autoimmune disease, and just helping people go through that long journey because it really is a journey of healing and it doesn't just end with your diagnosis. It completely begins another journey, another route. And as we both know, and many people listening, healing is not linear. It's an up and down roller coaster ride and to have someone support you and help you is 
amazing. Like that's something I truly wished I had Mm -hmm. going through all my illnesses and treatments. And so that's something I want to do to be able to give back to like our community uh, is just all everything that I've learned through my education and medical training, as well as my chronic disease patient experience. I I um I commend you so much for that. And as a person who kind of went through my own health battles and yeah. still like you say, they they don't really go away. The diagnosis is kind of the beginning of it. Um, but you I thank you so much for just first being so strong, um, getting through and fighting through all of that, and then also having the courage and the stamina and the uh, persistence and all the things that it takes to also say, you know what, I want to turn this around and I want to help people because I've been through it and I know what it's like and it's scary and you feel alone. And especially I think when you're so young and you're going through, because older people that you understand as a person that at a certain point, you're going to deal with health issues. Everybody in their life is going to deal with it. But when you're 19, when you're younger, you don't really expect that that's going to be you and you're very ill for that uh your, your health is kind of something you just take for granted like oh I'm healthy because I'm 19 and I'm fine and then you you're not and I think yeah. it's really beautiful that you have showed that you can get through something and then you can flip on the other side and say now I'm going to also extend my hand and with all the knowledge that I gained through going this through this myself and getting this battle under control I'm now going to share that knowledge and help others it's really beautiful Thank you so much for saying that. It's just, it's why I'm here. It's my purpose and my calling. So I just want to put all my passion and energy towards it. And I really do feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. So I'm very blessed. It turned out to be, yes, a hard, hard journey, (laughs) uh, gaining chronic illness, but it showed me my purpose and I'm forever grateful for it. So, (laughs) yeah. And I think also for everyone watching, um, you know, if you are going through something similar where you don't, you know, you don't feel right and something's wrong, you know, um, reach out to Taylor. She'll I would love to answer any questions. And we can also talk about later, you know, building a community of people. The internet is such a great place and Instagram and everything. It's a great place to say, hey, you're not alone in this yeah. journey. You might feel like you are because you know, you're, you're not sure what's wrong with you, but we can all talk to each other. And that's how you learn and grow in, in the information as well as like what works for someone. And you get ideas like, Oh, I didn't know to try some juice on an empty stomach, you know, or whatever kind of little nugget of truth is that it can work for one person. And then you can talk to someone else and it might not work for them, but it's trial and error. It really is. Exactly. You completely understand. Like, it's really bio-individuality. It's trial and error, but you know, we're here and our community is so strong. Like each individual who has these types of challenges with their health at a young age or even older, it just, it, it shows. It's a true testament to the strength that the individual has. And I'm just so glad to be a part of a strong community of fighters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that also as a medical assistant, you were um, obviously a medical assistant during COVID. Uh, and I know that with your already pre-existing health conditions, you were still there fighting and helping alongside um, during COVID. And then can you talk a little bit about that journey and, and what happened? Yeah. Um, so in the beginning of 2020 this year, 
uh, well, the last year, this past year, I've been working at a clinic and it's primary care as well as oncology. So half of me was thinking, okay, I should be okay, you know? Um, but unfortunately with COVID, that's just not the case. It, it just can pop up anywhere. Um, and we were seeing patients in January actually come in with weak, long, brutal cough type pneumonia sicknesses. And there were quite a few patients actually uh, that displayed many bizarre labs and symptoms and a few were hospitalized. And then finally, um, once they announced the pandemic and what was actually occurring, that's when it started clicking that, oh, this is a pandemic, like this is a virus, this is here, it's already here and we've seen patients. And then as soon as they announced it, it just went complete chaos. And, you know, people were panicking. Patients were panicking because they wanted to make sure they had their medications. They want to make sure they had their IV treatments. They, they wanted to make sure, you know, they knew what was going on. And so during this time, unfortunately, one of the staff members who was the receptionist, she was out for those two months. So, um, a lot of the jobs, we were very short staffed uh, during this time in the beginning and in February and March. And so uh, the other MA actually wasn't there either. So it was just me um, doing multiple different jobs. And it was, it was very chaotic um, in the sense that it was just, it was just like a wave of panic and fear and, um, Luckily, I, I, because of my own issues with having to deal with fear and sickness, I was able to help a lot of these patients like calm down. Um, so I was very grateful to be there, but it was, it was a lot. Like I was working overtime, we were short staffed, and um, I just tried to focus on being there for the patients and not fearing myself because I couldn't give in to that fear uh, because it would make me afraid to go to work. And I couldn't do that because my bosses and the doctors were depending on me to be there. Um, and so during this time, I surprisingly, I even surprised myself, like how mentally strong I was to be able to handle that and not have fear. And then, um, and then like a few weeks went by and then um, one of our nurses went into the ICU and then our one of the doctors started having the symptoms and he was sick and then a few other staff members were sick and that weekend before that's when I started my body started feeling really sick um in different ways but I thought it was one just exhaustion from working because of my chronic diseases and then two I was like no it's mild enough to where it could be allergies so I didn't really know you know because people with chronic illness, we just think immediately we're going to catch COVID and then it's going to go right into severe mode. But mine was slowly gradual. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually the staff tested positive. They closed the clinic. And then I finally took my test uh, because it was mild. I was having some breathing issues. Um, and that's when I knew that it was in me. And so I tested positive for COVID. Um, during this time when the clinic was shut and I tested positive for COVID, I was still working from home uh, virtual to help the doctors do virtual consults. Um, 
And during the entire time, I was the only MA still uh, trying to help keep them afloat. Um, so while I had COVID, I actually did my best to work virtually from home, helping answer messages. But um, once I became more severe and the breathing just got so out of hand, that's when I had to take a little bit of time off to go to the hospital <laughs> and focus on my healing <laughs> um, and surviving it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was honestly, this is the first time I'm talking about it like over this type of platform so it's it's interesting um honestly it was it was kind of traumatic uh in the sense of not being able to breathe like I've had health issues but I've never experienced anything with my lungs like that before it was like I was suffocating 24 7 and no matter what I did nothing could bring relief um, so I was on a nebulizer 24/7 doing my medication. Uh, they couldn't put it in, they couldn't put me on stronger medication um, just because of my other diseases. So it was kind of a basically, you know, do what you're doing, just keep doing what you're doing and um, hope for the best. And so thankfully, my experience the past 10 years of having chronic disease and dealing with flus and pneumonias, I was able to, without my knowledge of trying to boost my immune system to fight off whatever this pathogen was. And so I did everything that I knew in my own knowledge because none of the doctors really knew at that time when I got it, what to do or what medicines. So I was basically on my own. Um, in the hospital, they checked my organs and, and made sure I wasn't going into organ failure, which I wasn't, thankfully. Um, but then they sent me home to, you know, recover at home and fight at home. Um, but yeah, I had COVID for diagnosed, officially diagnosed 61 days, but I had it like a week prior to that. Um, and so it was like 70 days that I had an active infection. Um, and then after that, uh, like two weeks after I got cleared, that's when I went back to work. Um, and it was just kind of a blur, all of this experience, because I went from helping people to fighting for my life, to going back and trying to be normal and help people again. And there's things I'm still processing and it definitely did damage to my own health uh, that I'm trying to reverse right now and work on. But I know it happened for a reason and I know this will only help me be a better doctor and chronic disease coach. Um, so I'm focusing on that aspect. <laughs> but yeah, it was a very challenging time. <laughs> I don't know how, I mean, you are incredibly, incredibly resilient and strong and I'm getting like emotional because whew, uh, just because you, you know, just embody everything that a healthcare worker who is, you know, going through their, it, it reminds me of, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, when someone is, is drowning and you're trying to also help someone who's drowning, it, it's like you even are so selfless that even while you are fighting your own battles, you're still there trying to 
help other people. And it's so incredibly beautiful. I, there aren't even words really. Um, but I know that you know how strong you are and you are uh, incredibly brave and strong. And I know that everything you went through has already made you so empathetic and also given you such a different perspective to help people who not only get COVID, but other things. And you, you're just going to have this empathetic perspective um, that not every, every healthcare worker gets to have because they don't understand it if they haven't had to deal with all of, and fight all the battles that you've had to fight. Um, but I'm so thankful that you're here and you're healthy and you're back on track. And I know health, like you say, it's, it's a process every day, but I'm so glad that you're doing well and you're not in the hospital anymore. Uh, another thing I just kind of want to say is that for anybody who thinks that COVID is not real or that we're blowing it out of proportion, um, please listen to this story and have respect and please just wear your mask, stay home, you know, stay six feet apart from people, quarantine, and it's not about you. It's about other people who are immune compromised and, uh, you know, not not uh, inundating the hospital and all of that. So I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of this, um, but I'm also incredibly thankful that you did because you are here with us and you are gonna do amazing things and have already touched so many lives that it's, uh, it's really beautiful to watch and I'm excited to continue to watch your journey. Thank you so much for saying that. It truly means a lot to me. I appreciate your words. Well, we appreciate you so much. Um, so we'll switch gears a little bit. And um, can you tell me a little bit about other things you're passionate about and let and where you're from, where you grew up? Let, let everybody get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Los Angeles, the Valley. <laughs> um, so LA girl. Uh, but I grew up in San Diego and LA. Uh, so both worlds, two different, completely different communities, but I love them both. And I definitely have had such an incredible like journey with my family and being able to spend time up in LA and San Diego. I currently am in San Diego now. Uh, and I, I love doing anything that's creative. I love taking photos. I love writing. I am so passionate about writing and um, just anything that I can express my feelings, my creativity, my uniqueness, I love to do. <laughs> yeah, and for everybody who's watching, um, we're going to link all of her information to her blog. She has some really great articles about you can read more about her experience with COVID as well as her fight with chronic illness and many other things as well um, on her blog. So we'll definitely link that for everybody to um, read as well because I know you've got a lot of great stuff up there. Yeah, I, I just, I, going through all of this, it really made me have an appreciation for life that I didn't have before. And so I truly just want to live my life experiencing new things, trying new things, meeting new people, hearing their stories, and just learning as much as I can from just living. And so I'm just so grateful for that perspective that I've gained. Yes. And where are you in your, in your medical journey now? Have you actually applied to med school or where are you, where are you in that process? Um, so I was planning on applying to a few this cycle. 
Um, but during COVID, I was taking OCHEM, <laughs> and I, I just need to retake that class. Um, because having corona and doing OCHEM is just not a <laughs> piece of advice. Just don't do it. <laughs> no. um, so I, I am just taking this time to really, like, heal my body and focus on my new job at the hospital and just um, finish my last course of my bachelor's degree in October. And then, um, yeah, so I'll graduate in October, but I still have you know, my Oak Chem labs that I need to do. Okay. And then I will, I moved my MCAT to, because I was going to take it this year, like early summer. Um, but because of everything of having COVID, I obviously could not study during that. Um, and so I had to move it to, I'm going to just take it early next year and then just do the cycle next year. So it kind of delays me, but I honestly believe all of this happened for a reason, and I know that the timeline when I'm supposed to be in med school will happen when I'm supposed to, and that I'm just being led to the patients that will need me and meeting the fellow doctors and um, other doctors and PAs and et cetera that will need to meet me at that time. But um, yeah, so next year will be the big year. Next year will be the big year of applying to med school and finishing up my last few pre-med classes. Incredible, incredible. I, um, I, I think it's really also something to be said for, you said it's kind of your, where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's so true and such a really uh, important thing for people to remember that you're, you're not on everyone else's timeline, you know? We're all individual and unique, and we all have our own stories to tell, and we're all on our own individual timelines. And um, so you just have to do things in your own time. And what might take someone, someone might do something faster, they'll slow down in somewhere else, and vice versa. And I think it's, it's really a great attitude to have because it's all about the journey. And every day that you experience, you're only getting more experience and more knowledge to help those patients later down the line. And yeah. just growing as an individual and, and maturing and just all of the life lessons that you learn and the new people that you meet. So I think for everyone watching too, you shouldn't feel pressure that you have to start something right now or you have to go straight from this to that. Um, it's easy to get caught up in what you're supposed to be doing. And I think you're a really great example of, um, you know, listening to your heart, following your heart, right place, right time going through life as a journey and not having that kind of um, expectation on yourself of having to get something done so in a, in a way that everyone tells you you should do it because we're all on our own unique journeys and I subscribe to what you're saying because I think that's really really great advice as, as well. Yeah thank you and it it's not easy getting your mental <laughs> state to that <laughs> belief like it's it's a journey itself just to be able to have that ability to see it that way. Like it took me a long time because, you know, comparison is so huge in the medical field. And you always think that, oh, this person's going ahead. This person's already become a doctor and they're the same age as me. And it's very um, defeating and discouraging when you focus on that. And so when I learned, I basically threw out the window my expectations of, <laughs> of my life because of having to deal with chronic disease and in the process of doing that, I did learn the valuable lesson of, you know, comparison is, it will only hold you back. Mm -hmm. And that's, they, they you say know. comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. And yeah. I always go by the whole eyes on your own paper, because it's not, yeah. 
it's about everyone else. It's about you and it's about your journey. And I think also what you're talking about, it comes from being a really strong person, but it also comes from knowing who you are and yeah. knowing that your value and who you are isn't based on your job. It's not based on your looks. It's not based on how much money you have, how old you are, your value and who you are as a person. It comes from inside. It comes from that inner work. It comes from your spirit. Yeah. It doesn't come from these outside things. And if, if you're chasing that your whole life, you're never going to be happy because you have no. to find that within you and know that you're, you're on your own unique path. Yeah, exactly. You said it perfectly. <laughs> Anything we didn't cover that you're, you feel like you want to talk about that I, that I missed? Um, uh, you know, you're not alone. And if you do need support or encouragement, um, like, please reach out to me. I, I really do love connecting with people on these platforms. And that's why I wanted to build everything on Instagram and YouTube and, and these social media platforms, because you can reach so many people through them. And I just, I was just so alone in my journey in the beginning. And I know how that feels and it's hard to reach out. So I just want anyone uh, who's listening that may feel like that um, to, you know, reach out to me and I'm here to even just encourage you and listen to you and support you through your journey of whether it be a medical field or going through a healing journey or if you've had COVID or have someone that you love that has COVID or you're afraid of COVID, whatever it may be, I just, I want to be able to be there for the community and really just encourage and instill that light and love into your life. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yes, we are so grateful for so everyone listening, please, please, please um, look at Taylor, go to her Instagram, go to her blog, reach out to her. She has a wealth of knowledge. As you've heard in this interview, she's been through so much that if I'm sure she doesn't know the answer to something, she can probably uh, guide you in the right direction or can help you find that answer. So please reach out to that resource because she's here and um, she cares and you're not alone and yeah. we're also here for you. So please know that. And we're going to link everything in this video so you can go check her out. And um, Taylor, it was such a pleasure having you. It was a real honor to have you on our Crafting Wellness podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so grateful for this time spent with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.